0: comics deserve better podcast where we talk about indie comics and other stuff sometimes i am one of your hosts brian and with me as always carrie hello and richard hey 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 we are here on our hundredth episode it has been a hundred hours plus because i forget that sometimes we do that episodes that are more than an hour a lot of times we do an episode more than an hour but uh yes and uh take you all the way back to july 2000 where we decided to do our first episode and now here we are a few years later doing our 100th episode isn't that amazing so it is it is in celebration we got a new logo for the uh, the podcast, which will be debuting with this episode oh, shit. on our socials and as well as uh, on your uh, podcast feed. So hope you guys all enjoy that. Thank you, Winston Gambro, for uh, making that for us. You are awesome. And um, also, we are going to do something a little bit different this wonderful episode. I almost called it an issue. I always do that, actually, when I'm doing socials. Mm-hmm. i i i go oh yeah our last issue instead of saying our last episode I think it feels yeah. appropriate
1: because what what our subject yeah, matter is
0: d- definitely oh i actually um before we start i have a really funny story um i, I doubt t- that so
2: <laughs> that was me <laughs> so
0: i gotta take you back to uh the week before uh before christmas um my office back was my doing mother was alive. Oh shit!
2: <laughs> that was very dark,
1: Carrie. I have to try Jeez. to make fun of. Stuff. I'm sorry. This is how the episode's going. Carrie derails episode 100. Go oh
2: ahead. my goodness. Go go ahead. Yes, back in the time. Uh, yeah, back, back in that time, Carrie. Yeah,
1: <laughs> back in that
0: time. Um, my office was doing a um a Christmas uh dinner, and um I. Uh, due to my schedule's get off like a half hour before everyone else does so I had a little bit of time to kill so I went to um Barnes and Noble um to buy some books and um when I was walking there I that day was Friday so I had uh, just a t-shirt on and it was a uh, Agrolites uh the band Agrolites t-shirt and I was wearing I have a hat cuz I'm bald and I don't like my my head getting uh two sunburns, so I actually bought a Trilby hat, so I was wearing that and I was wearing my lights t-shirt, and this guy uh, who works at Barnes & Noble is walking the other way and he just kind of scans me from up and down, like up and down me and goes someone likes ska <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, even though the AgriBalites are not a ska band, they are a reggae band, but no I, I, I took it, because like it was pretty funny. So yeah, I guess the hat and the uh the shirt combo uh definitely out of me as a scoff wh- which that's pretty funny. Is so I thought it was a pretty good story. Was that funny, Carrie?
1: It was actually funny. Awesome. It was you know what? I know it's funny because it was funny the first time you told me. Yes, and it's funny the multiple times
0: you've told me. Yes, and every time I hear it,
1: I do get tickled. I do think it's funny.
0: I wake her up every morning and tell her this story. <laughs> <laughs> All right okay well i'm with the show thank you for uh for uh humoring me there to listen to that story Mm -hmm. uh we're gonna go ahead and talk about what special things we're doing this episode we're not doing our normal spotlights we are doing top five lists i couldn't think of a good top five list for everyone to do so i basically left it up to everyone to come up with their own top five lists it's my favorite type of final assignment as long as long as it was about indie comics that's all that really matters yeah so, he wouldn't let me talk about favorite uh, uh butts in the dc universe nightwing Nightwing, <laughs> so that, nightwing has an
2: amazing butt. top everyone five through what well,
0: number five through one nightwing <laughs> okay so um the um so what we're gonna do is we're gonna say what our top fives are and we're going to start uh with carrie and then me and then richard and we're gonna do all our you know our, we're gonna basically do round robin style so we're gonna do fives and fours and threes do so on and so forth you know how to count backwards and so <laughs> the uh <laughs> yeah you
1: fucking idiot
0: you how know um, to count
1: sorry i'm gonna be in this type of this. today it's like
0: okay so um so yeah um in a good week so carrie uh before you begin what's your what is your top five
1: okay so my top five is um indie comic female characters from this season
0: excellent and cool my top five is going to be actually pretty easy for me because I already, already already do this list. Um, it's going to be my top five um, comics from 2022. And Richard, what is going to be your top five?
2: So my top five is going to be the top five books that I never would have read if it wasn't for the show.
0: Ah, <laughs> nice. I like that. Very cool. All right. So we're going to go ahead and start. So number five, Carrie, your uh, your top five female characters from this season?
1: Uh, Aiza from Squire. And I really like Aiza because um, I think she's a very strong female character. I think she goes against the grain. She's going against um, like what's, oh, well, I don't know words anymore. She's going against what's like expected of her. Um, And I think it takes real bravery to kind of follow your own path and not just do what your parents say or do what your, um do what's expected of you, like those expectations. And so I do think that she's pretty strong. So I really like her a lot.
0: Very good choice. That's is probably in my top five characters in comics period list of all time. Very cool character. All right. My top five, number five is uh of comics from 2022 is sins of the black flamingo by andrew Wheeler, travis moore tamara Bonvelin and dita bidikar and, and it's from image comics uh yeah i talked about this a little bit last um um you know i think it was last season that i talked about it, maybe maybe the season before um but um yeah this book is about a um he's kind of he's a thief he is a very good thief and he also kind of specializes in magical artifacts so you kind of kind of get that kind of vibe uh it's also of this comic is extremely gay and extremely fabulous and it's a lot of fun um the um the main character um he, his uh mask is uh, sequenced so that it shines in the light of the camera so that they can't get a good picture of his face uh but he gets uh, hired to do a job, and it turns out that he is uh, rescuing a literal angel. From so, and he's not a big believer in Christianity, and so he it's kind of like a fight between what he believes and like why this uh, angel is here on Earth and everything, as well as he's doing some with some evil shit from these these evil people that are are after him that have captured that angel in the first place so very good book uh awesome characters uh the side characters in the book uh are as fun as uh our main uh main uh, black flamingo thief so you know it's a good book obviously it's my number five and richard how about yourself Is your number so first?
2: my number five for uh books I would have never read if it wasn't for uh doing the podcast, is number five is gonna be Maggie the Mechanic, the Loving Rockets Library, Locust Book One. Or my bad, I'm not I could say that. Locust book one.
0: There we Thank go. you. <laughs> nice.
2: <laughs> I just kind of rushed through it. I was just like, that didn't sound right.
0: <laughs> um but
2: yeah, no. I- Even before the podcast, Love and Rockets was a known quantity to me, but it was something that I was never really planning to or interested in reading. And I'm glad that we did it because it was a super fulfilling experience. Like, though, the characters are so good. Like, even the characters I don't like, they're just so well written and fleshed out. And though, like, stylistically, some of the writing, especially, you know, on the first half of this uh, compilation... It's, it feels dated just the be a writing style that's wordier than it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But like the actual dialogue and the interaction of uh, and some of the conversations between the characters, I'm like, oh, this feels very modern. Like, you know, they're talking about things about sexuality in, eight, in the eight, early 80s, 40 years ago, that I feel like I was just like, oh, I don't even feel like that was in vogue in popular media until at least the late 90s and into today. So just a lot of stuff like that just made it a really fun and interesting read.
0: Very cool. Very nice. Yeah. I, yeah, I, it was a little hard to read at first. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, the book definitely found its, its, uh, groove. It finds its legs, through. but it's
2: uh, not even, I want to say two thirds through.
0: Two thirds through. Yeah. That's a, yeah. That's a good, uh, because
2: I, I mean, it's like those first two thirds are kind of a slog and like it builds and builds. And then once it finally, you know, hits its stride, it gets really, really good. Yeah.
0: It, I've read past that since then. And yeah, it, it keeps that that pace afterwards definitely um both the uh the Locus and the uh the palomar story arcs yes. are both pretty good um if you um look at the the uh the art that we used for that episode that's the page where it starts getting really good mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you're wondering <laughs> so so yeah that was kind of the, one of the reasons besides it being an awesome page um why i use that as is the art all right very cool okay what is your number four?
1: my number four on my list is Jane the wife in God country nice um I liked her character a lot because she had to choose between um I think protecting her family during a very emotional time with the um our main character suffering from Alzheimer's and um I think she was able to kind of move beyond like her own personal needs and wants even though like obviously like her child was paramount but to be able to stay with the son and I forget his name so I'm sorry but like to be able to stay in that situation to work through it to be a support to him while they're trying to navigate that time is very it was just really powerful I think she's a silent character but I think she's really strong and I really uh I really appreciated that.
0: Yeah, you know, like she doesn't have a lot of uh, parts in the book, but she doesn't. She definitely, it, it's definitely a big part when she's in there. Like, you, yeah, you can tell that she has a, a big presence.
1: Yes, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I do like how she, you know, that there's a particular scene where they're fighting, and they're and they're like, let's start drinking, and she's like, fuck yeah, we need beers. Yeah and it's just i i think that's a very um realistic and relatable type of scenario so it's like sometimes your grief and your fear and all these things come together and you kind of just don't know what to do other than just like fuck it we gotta drink because this is depressing and we don't know how else to handle it
0: Mm -hmm. i'm not a big drinker but um i will be if necessary (laughs) (laughs) yes i totally agree sometimes it's just good to uh to crack one open, Richard. Do you drink? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm drinking right now. Yeah, but
2: not like regularly.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: but it's like it's like if we're getting after it, I am down to get after it, and I will get after it very well and very hard. But like, I could not drink a month for a month after that. Like, I it's no rhyme or reason. Yeah. It's not like a particular stance. It's just like, oh, okay, we're drinking today, then let's get drinking, and then
1: eh. <laughs> yeah. So I I'm definitely a quantity versus quality drinker because my whole point is like, when i'm gonna drink i'm gonna get fucked up and so like if we're I, getting
2: there let's get there yeah absolutely
1: yeah. so i'm like really bad but you're right like once i'm done drinking i'm like oh i don't want to do this because the older you get man the hangovers get really bad
0: and i i really don't like being buzzed and i don't like like being drunk that's the whole fucking point of drinking and i i like to taste so i i am i, I have to get something that it tastes good to me like know?
1: that to me that's like the point of being high
0: it just yeah <laughs> it's just like, get juice then or soda yeah like know. a nice non-alcoholic but the, cocktail but
1: there's there's some yeah. things like yeah he loves non-alcoholic cocktails yeah.
0: actually and yeah like if you just give me some margarita mix and like some lime and salt that's that's excellent, excellent to me but uh um like i love like like a good like traditional cider because it and that's and oh yeah it tastes different with the alcohol, too. I know you can get, like, Martinelli's or something like that, but no. So so I do like the taste of some stuff that have alcohol in it, and that's what I'll drink. And, yeah, I'll you know, a good Tom Collins as well, you know, will be always nice. Or Guinness, even though I found out that black coffee and Guinness almost taste exactly the same to me. So, like, I don't really have, like, the want to drink Guinness anymore because I drink black coffee every day. So, wow, that is one thing. Definitely, especially when the when the, the coffee gets like room temp. Oh man, that it tastes exactly like I'm drinking a Guinness, and I'm at work.
2: You see now I kind of want a beer. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so, um, one time when I was uh, in my college years, um, I was um, I was told by somebody that oh, if you all you drink is Guinness, you will not get a hangover. And I'm like, excellent. So Sounds went to the down. Irish pub. I think I had about eight or nine pints of Guinness. I was gonna say, were you drinking
2: them like they were water? Oh my god! I had,
0: I had, and then I woke up the next morning. I had a hangover, and I said, "You're wrong." And then they're like, "Well, how much did you drink?" And I told them about eight or nine pints, and they're like, "You drank eight or nine pints of Guinness. What do you think is going to happen to you?" (laughs) And I'm like, "Okay, fine. I wasn't that smart." So much beer, Brian. It was yes. Oh. So when I was in the
2: in my college years, I was totally the douchebag that like I would order a pitcher of beer, but like no, no, I don't need a glass, and just oh, drink shit. from the pitcher. It's
1: such
0: an asshole. I love it. <laughs> That's so awesome. It's
2: su- it's, I, every time I think back on it, I, it's such a douchebag move. It's such a douchebag move.
0: Like, just so give me a straw. I don't need
2: a cup. Yeah, pretty much.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I love it. Um, but okay, so. All right, is it my
1: yes,
0: my turn then? Turn. All right. Um, your turn. Number four. So I was updating our notes for our podcast at the same time. Here, let me go back to my notes here. Uh, number four on my list is um, Ducks, Two Years in the Oil Sands by Kate Beaton, drawn in Quarterly. Oh, okay. um, so if you're familiar with Kate Beaton, uh, you might be familiar with like Hark of Vagrant, um, which was like a webcomic and then, um, drawn and quarterly made it into a kind of graphic novel it's like a good cartoony kind of fun like funny comic right and then you read the name of this book and it's ducks and you're like oh shit like Kate Beaton wrote a cool funny book about ducks well <laughs> it is not a funny book it has funny moments <laughs> um, this is a biography actually um, and it's about so when Kate Beaton um, graduated from school uh she basically figured out that with her degree, um, she would never uh be able to pay back her um the, the money she owed to go to school. I'm totally blanking on what those those are called. Um Wish. your grants, like not grants. Oh like but, uh, oh student loans, financial aid, yes. So she wanted she wanted to pay back her student loans. Thank you very much. Um and um and so she decided that she was going to get a job in the oil sands in Alberta. She's from Nova Scotia, um, which is on the other side of the country of Canada from Alberta. Um, and this is basically the place where they're they're extracting uh, oil from the land, uh, doing like lots of damage and shit to the uh, the place. It's also where um, there's one woman to every eight male uh, people. Um, in this in this place and you're in the middle of nowhere and everyone's a- away from their family and so you can kind of imagine uh what kind of that is terrifying are. yeah <laughs> so she she worked there for two years um and it's basically she does a really good job um you know showing the goods and the bads you know it's not like a scathing tale In ways, and it's not like a positive tale in ways, you know, like it's, it's like it's life essentially, you know, and um, it does lean more to like, it was a negative time. I mean, there, there are moments of sexual assault in this, in this book, Um, it's nothing graphic on page, but just a little bit of content warning there, Um, but it's a very open story. Um, she's really telling it, you know, like from her heart, you can tell. And, um, and it's, um, it it also is very similar kind of in that way to what's going to be my number one book, uh, when we get there, but, um, but yeah, it, like it's well told. It has little funny humorous moments. It's a very compelling story. Um, every single chapter, every time she moves somewhere. Um, she does a little like like almost looks like a yearbook essentially of all the characters that you're gonna meet during that that moment of her life, um, and you know it's it's you know kind of a life that I don't never had and like never experienced, and it brings up the question of like does the do the men that come here, you know like it's not she's very she's very specific to say like it's not all the men that are bad. But there are obviously a good handful of men that are, are terrible. Mm-hmm. And the question is basically, if, like, your your loved ones that were that are male, ha, you know, that, that you love and you trust, were in that situation, would they be bad? Just because of the way the environment is. Like, it's not by choice, but it's just by, like, where you're at. And so it's a very interesting question, you know? Like... Mm-hmm. You know, because like they're literally they're they're isolated, they're um they're you know there's no all just other men and uh, other toxic men there, and you can kind of gleam onto somebody, and be toxic yourself because that's just a, that's the culture there, and there's like no women, so like then the women that are there, they're they're, they're going to be gritty to those women, so it's not it's not excusing it at all, <laughs> but I'm just saying that's like kind of one of the questions of the book.
1: I. feel I feel like that's very similar to the prison experience for a lot of men. Yeah. Um, It's kind of the same thing. And just from personal experience, Mm -hmm. I think you can kind of how do I say this without sounding like an asshole? I think you can kind of forgive and understand and sympathize with someone who's in that situation even if they're like really shitty because i think especially if they're family you want to give them the benefit of the doubt yeah and you want to think that at their core they're still good people and it's just the environment that stripped them of their humanity and has made them kind of these self-serving you know assholes and that once he removes them from that environment they can be normally yeah mm-hmm. for lack of a, a better term rehabilitated into their former self yeah you know um i just think that that's what now now i will put this caveat on it that's coming from the sister of mm-hmm. someone i so i'm much further removed Than from someone who is a child or a spouse i don't know if i would feel that way in those situations but like i don't know i just think it's very interesting it is do you do you forgive and for and forget
0: Mm -hmm. you know yeah because you
1: in order to to come to terms with whatever they've done you have to forget it yeah you have to move on exactly So that's just really interesting
0: so in yeah, and that's exactly kind of what's brought of this book. It's not. It's a. It's heavy in its way, but it's definitely not as heavy as it could be too, which is which is kind of nice as well. Um,
2: it's I was it's, gonna say, it, it all sounds very awful. Just the experience of it. You're you're, you're, yeah. not,
0: you're not gonna be. You're not gonna be. You know, repped with tears like the entire time. <laughs> like it's. 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 Um. It's. It's a good read, and like I said, there's there's you know a smattering of humor every once in a while in there as well that kind of keeps everything a little bit lighter than it than it could be. So, okay. so it's all good. I might that this and sins of the black flamingo might be two of my choices next uh, season.
1: So oh, okay. We'll see,
0: um, that's going to be one. Yeah, that's. I think it ducks into mm, a power. i that episode. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, I think I, I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's too bad. I think you like it. I, I don't think it's too heavy, mm. but. I don't it know. It is Johnny. a big book. What though? do you think? It, okay. is like, it is like 400 pages. <laughs> I don't read 400 pages for my schoolwork. Are okay. you kidding me? Right. Okay, well, on that, that note, uh, Richard, <laughs> what is your number four?
2: My number four of uh, books that I wouldn't know about if we wouldn't do this is uh, <laughs> The High Desert Back Punk Ooh. and Nowhere. That book was really fun. Also, I never really read a comic book memoir before. And it's nice. like, really gave some ground level stuff to that punk scene and I I felt it was a super honest depiction because you wouldn't depict yourself that shitty if unless you're really like honest because he's very shitty like as a teenager and I remember being a sh- shitty teenager and I was like but when I try to remember it and you know tell people the stories I kind of gloss over some of my shittiness because that's what you do yeah. mm-hmm. and he mm-hmm. kept a lot of his shittiness out there in the book so kudos to him
0: yeah absolutely yeah that that, i think when we discussed it on the episode uh yeah the first the first part of that book is definitely harder to read because uh, you're like oh my god you're saying all the wrong things you're doing all the wrong he's just a
2: he's just a shitty
0: teenager
2: and i'm like i'm armed with all this hindsight and i know that you're getting like you say, you're just saying all the wrong things sir
0: yeah we've all been there and even even when he's saying the wrong things like the the uh, narration is like ah, yeah i shouldn't have said that yeah (laughs) yeah. no it's very very cool yeah i definitely enjoy that book um all right well carrie what is your number three
1: okay at a surprising number three garlic for oh, garlic. I,
0: I'm really that's I'm actually surprised that it's not higher.
1: Garlic in I was gonna say
0: higher. I was gonna
2: say that seems too low for garlic. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um I love garlic. Yeah. Um, and, and
0: how do you like the character? Do you like the character also? Oh,
1: I I don't <laughs> like to eat a lot of garlic because it's too stinky. But I do love garlic the character. I think she's phenomenal. I think she is very brave and very um very caring. She has a lot of empathy she's a and I think Brie Paulson did a really good job with garlic because she's relatable enough to where older readers like adults or whatever can see themselves in her but I think younger kids reading garlic will see attributes of garlic that they want to have so it's really it's it's really cool i I I do think an all ages character Brie Paulson really just like hit the nail on the head she did an excellent job with it and uh, garlic is by far amazing but yeah shockingly low number three you'll be surprised by one and two but oh,
0: I'm, so, I'm scared
1: yeah <laughs> but yeah. I love garlic love it yeah her. very cool and she's great on a little bit of noodles with some oil <laughs> but yeah
0: don't don't they'll let uh, your dog uh read garlic though no No, um no yeah uh i love i do love me some all ages books um and this was definitely no exception but like um it is one of those all ages books so that i would recommend to everybody as well like like because i I know i like all ages books and because i like you know, it's, like, everything. But, like, there are people who are, like, oh, no, it's an all-ages book. I'm not going to read it. But, like, this is a book I would recommend because it's good. It's wholesome. It's fun. It's a good story. It's a good message. You know, like, yeah, it's it's a good book. And Carla Key is awesome. It is.
2: And like Carrie said, she's so brave. It's so yeah. cute in there because mm-hmm. you see all her anxiety and her angst. And you see her just, you know, just take a deep breath and shit up the effort to power through. And it always works out for her. Yeah absolutely
1: very cool i think those are lessons like everyone can use you yeah. know
0: mm. what, what oh, are you gonna
1: say oh you nothing have, I, you have a little no, no,
0: i was gonna go into what my number three is if, if all
1: ready. yeah we're ready
0: well i'm making a garlic sandwich with um, high desert bread because number three is the high desert, <laughs> black punk <laughs> by James Swinner, Harper Collins, and yeah, I everything Richard said. Um, the book is, is great. Um, uh, in fact, I just realized when you said that that I was like one of your first memoirs that you've read, uh, comic memoirs. Um, the um three out of my five five books are memoirs, so I must really like oh, memoirs this
2: year. Um, so well, we keep finding out with every episode that uh, Bride has his types.
0: Yep. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, that's always fit. Yeah. I don't think that, that, that stayed in the episode. But yeah. Oh yeah, I edited most of that out. <laughs> so yeah, well, if, if you want to know more, join our Patreon when we finally have it. We'll probably talk about it. Um no, but the uh but yeah, no, I and and you, you talk about types, yeah. Obviously, if the book is gonna be about like punk music, I'm probably gonna read it. In the first place, but even if this book wasn't about punk music. I still would have loved it, and because it's once again, it's it's an amazing story. Um, and you, it's a story <laughs> once you, just like kind of like 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 ducks as well. There's no, there's no punches pulled. Like like Mister said, uh, you know the characters like a complete teenage ass <laughs> in the beginning of the book. Mm-hmm. And one of my favorite all time movies is Rushmore because the main character in that is like. Is basically the villain of that movie until like the very end of that movie. <laughs> and so, so like, I like characters like that, even though they are very frustrating. And when, uh, when young James gets to, uh, New York and then hangs out in the East Village, um, it definitely is, it's when kind of like that epiphany moment where he realizes who he was and what his stance is going to be. And so, yeah, and sometimes you just have to be, um, lecture two by a um a feminist vegan and you find out that uh that everything that you were thinking in the first place was wrong so <laughs> very good <laughs> and also good references to music yeah so i i had a lot of fun with it definitely all right so carrie but we go? Oh wait, Richard. Richard. Sorry. <laughs> Richard, Ooh. what is your number three? Don't try to erase me. Hey, remember when I remember when I told everyone that they couldn't count? I'm the one who couldn't count. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Richard, what is your number three? Well,
2: you can count on me to give you my number three, and that's Capote in Kansas. I love it.
0: Yay! Yay. A carry <laughs> no, this book <laughs> is really fun. <laughs> Yeah, I
2: like a little weird historical fiction. It's like, you know, it's mm-hmm. also a noir, and you know, Chris Samney's style of uh, art, you know, really plays that up really well. It's just a really fun book.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, um, I remember liking it when I, You know, I read it a long time ago, and I was really surprised, like, how much I, I, like, enjoyed it again. Like, I even, I think I enjoyed it more this time, you know? It was a really clever take on everything, you know, like, having him talk to the ghost of one of the people who were murdered. And, like, you know, and a good, because, like, the thing is, is that prevents Capote then from just talking to himself the entire time also. So, it's just a really, really good way to uh, tell a story like that, so...
1: I feel like now too, with the reemergence of true crime and true crime podcasts and all that, um, and just because now true crime is so, such a bigger part of our lexicon and like of our pop culture now, I feel like this book resonates more. Mm -hmm. Like it was more enjoyable because now you get a little bit more of like the references and of the time and of the, you know, it's just, it's, it's a great book. I mean, I. I've always had very fond memories of when I first read it and then revisiting it I was I was really happy with it so I'm glad you chose I'm glad you enjoyed it Richard. Yeah most no, really don't. I, I don't pick good books I'm always very like nervous about picking books because you guys have such a bigger repertoire of um, comic book creators and all this stuff than I do so I'm like yay all ages books because they feel very safe but.
0: I'm glad a Carrie book made the list. Yeah, and, and this is definitely not an all-ages book either. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, no, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I think we, every book that we covered this this uh, season was, like, very good, so. And yeah. K- 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 was in this season, right? Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, it yeah, was. Okay, cool, yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, so we're at um our second, right, number two? Yeah, we're at number two. All right, Carrie, Okay. Uh, what is your Number two. Number two. Well, once again, it's the number two female covered? Female that cover. characters
1: that we've covered this season. Okay. Emily from Newburn. Ooh. Yes. Nice. Because I love me a rogue bitch, <laughs> <laughs> and she, like, she has to do what she has to do for herself, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. I I really like her character a lot. I think she's very um. I, I think she has a lot of bad qualities. I think she's conniving. I think she's manipulative. But I think also she killed that guy. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, she's also a fucking murderer. But you know, I'll def- <laughs> for for I'll reasons. defend her when she when she killed him. It was by accident, and then she just covered it up.
2: Yes, yeah.
1: I, mean, I it wasn't premeditated homicide, and I can kind no, of it was that. not. It wasn't, but you know, I do like them. Um, <laughs> Richard's like, and she's a murderer. She <laughs> murdered somebody. That's also a bad quality. Like, no, not
2: no, like, um... I, just, I just felt like that needed to be said. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I, I did I did really enjoy reading like her character in particular, especially how she works off of Newburn. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of like their little not playful banter, but you know, just their little weird relationship that they're developing. And so I I, I did really like her character. Much more than I thought I would. Right. I thought I, I sometimes I feel like in these types of stories, wh- female characters can go either way. Y- you know, and usually it's not the way of that Emily was written. I feel like they can either become like sexual liaisons or they're the annoying side character. And Emily fits this niche kind of personality trait of where she's got her own history and her own dark secrets. And they do have a symbiotic relationship that's not sexual, um, right. and, and, and you, she's
2: hyper competent. Like, yes. she, yeah, she yeah. doesn't really need rescuing. She, no, like, no, she's her own character. Yeah, and, yes. and if anything, Newburn needs her. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, the,
1: yeah. I, and you thank you, Richard, because you brought up an excellent point. And it's just it her. She felt very fresh as a written character, and I really like mm-hmm. that a lot
0: no absolutely and and that's like one of the things i really like about like chip Zdarsky, is that his characters are very dynamic and they're very multifaceted, and like um and and also i mean sorry sorry a lot of guy writers can't really write a good woman no and i'm not can't. gonna name names um or even pretend i was not gonna name names and then say something i i um, don't expect that right here, <laughs> but but Zadarski writes a really good female character. Like she's a real person, yeah, <laughs> and like she's a very dynamic person. And it's pretty awesome.
1: Even when I was reading Sex Criminals, like mm-hmm. I, I mean, I stopped reading it just because I, 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 do that. But um, even though that's a very fantastical, yeah, and like not realistic thing, like that whole backstory. That the main female character was so well developed, mm-hmm. you know, and had her issues oh, and
2: yes. her issues. was, <laughs>
1: you, you know, with a fully fat like a fully faceted, like human being with, like, with everything wrong, mm-hmm. but she wasn't, I, I, I think sometimes even when a male writer tries really hard to give like these fully fledged character, like um, qualities to women they, they sometimes still feel like two dimensional. Like they don't feel like fully fledged out and they don't feel real. And uh, yeah, you're right. Chip writes excellent excellent female characters so,
0: so yeah he helped d- definitely develop like sex criminals with that fraction on and so like i definitely i oh, didn't that's right because he's the artist but the on thing that is, one uh, sorry no no but the thing is though is that i didn't think it when i read sex criminals originally because i hadn't read it by himself but you can definitely tell that they worked on it together. yeah
1: it felt very much like a collab it yeah. didn't feel like just fraction
0: because like yeah you you see now like after what, what Zadarsky has done, um, that that he definitely there's a lot of Zadarsky flavor in that book. Yeah, I, I, I absolutely have. Have you read Six Criminals by any chance, Richard? No, I've never read it. I believe actually- Ooh, I might have to do it um as a as a choice because that's a really good book
1: yeah and, it is actually really yeah. good
0: it, it, it and is. they fuck a it, lot which i love the entire the entire story is really good and it really dives into stuff and the back matter is hilarious <laughs> by the way
1: see i never read the back matter
0: yeah so like
1: oh no wait yeah yeah because they would field sex questions yes they
0: would yeah yeah in a very funny ways yeah nice. i remember
1: that that yeah. was really funny
0: so um but yeah very very good book um and so so it's definitely um, the- different Oh, sorry. Sorry, Richard, what was that?
2: No, I was just gonna say I'm getting check it out.
0: Oh, <laughs> yeah. We're uh, I might we might have just chosen my three uh, books that I'm doing the next uh, so. mm-hmm. um, all right. So uh number two for me um is uh for best comics of twenty twenty-two is uh do a power bomb by Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer for Image Comics yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh man so yeah murder falcon was great i didn't think you know i i i had a feeling that daniel warren johnson was going to be up to his antics a little bit in uh um and do a powerbomb when i started that book uh but i didn't expect it as heavy as it got um, what I'm talking about basically is that um, Daniel Warren Johnson and Murder Falcon is writing a book about a crazy, like macho, um, um Falcon like slash cyborg that kills that kills monsters while the power of metal and <laughs> it basically makes him stronger. Yet it is one of the most Heartfelt emotional journeys that you've ever read in a comic, and so I'm like, this book's about wrestling. Yay! It's gonna be fun. It is fun, <laughs> but holy shit, does not gut punch you in the fucking gut where gut punches <laughs> usually happen? And with after the after the second issue, at the very end of the second issue, you're like there it is i can't breathe (laughs) like (laughs) thank you very much mr johnson you just punched the air out of me um but yes um it is extremely good uh it definitely will bring some tears to your eyes um oh god he, he writes humanity so well like and and like is able just to sprinkle in some like crazy stuff like in like books that are silly and fun i mean yeah i didn't think this book was going to be the way it was when i read it even though i did you know like i said i had a feeling there was going to be something like that but not to this magnitude in fact i might actually rank this book over murder falcon which is wow like murder Falcon's an all-time favorite so you have a shirt of murder falcon i do and i almost bought a I do a power bomb one, but didn't have my size.
2: Oh, so, Um.
0: <laughs> all right, but yeah, um, yeah. That that's definitely another book that I'm gonna, might have to make you guys read in the future, even though it's heavily emotional. I'll make sure that we don't do um anything else emotional around that time either. So we'll see.
1: I wish this was a visual medium sometimes because the face I'm giving Brian like <laughs> the fuck. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah.
0: Oh. Uh, I think I've told you the spoiler already. so.
1: Yeah, oh no, you totally have, yeah. but I don't. Yeah. A... I'm going to need a break. It wasn't
0: a, it was like Murder Falcon where I just let you all read it without telling you what it was oh, about. Was horrible. <laughs> I'm so sorry.
2: It uh, was quite the swerve in that yeah.
1: book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's
0: like, why? <laughs> oh, what? <laughs>
1: swerve is such a good word. It is a good word. I Definitely.
0: That word. We're going to swerve into Richard's number two. <laughs> okay. So my number two
2: of... Uh, you know, books I would have never read until so we did the show is uh, Cure Up, Love and Pom Poms. Oh. And it was just a really cute, like, coming-of-age book. I really liked it. That Yeah. And it, like, tackles a bunch of, I don't want to say difficult subject matter, but subject matter that people have difficulty talking about. And it does it all in, like, a very clean, neat package. It shows different perspectives. You see people being assholes on purpose you see people involuntarily being assholes because they're just trying to figure things out but you know they're still trying to be polite but they're getting it wrong
0: yeah i just thought it was
2: really well done
0: yeah like sometimes overcompensation is is as bad as like you know being an asshole essentially sometimes you know like because like you know in like the main character or one of the main characters of the story is is trans, and they basically just want to be treated like a human being. They don't want they don't want special, you know, like treatment. They don't want like people to like dead name or do bad things to them. But and but in like and that's kind of like both of those things kind of happen to them during the story, and and then you, and then it's kind of like oh wait, it's not like you know, like, like, oh, I'll hail the trans person and let them do whatever they want to because they're trans, and they don't want that as much as they don't want someone being an asshole to them, so it was, yeah, yeah. it's a really good story, and it's, and oh, I forgot her name, but the um the the, the very surly girl.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, she was
2: great. Yeah, the, fr-
0: yeah, she was great. the, the friend slash...
2: The, the second lead? I can't remember yeah, her leave. name either. Yeah.
0: Yeah. She's awesome too, so like yeah they, they these characters are are fun. um i it was very that book also was very similar to um a series I read called the avant guards, which is about this um like all girls um art, liberal art school that that uh, one of the um the characters decides that she wants to start a, a girls' basketball team. <laughs> and for oh the college, God. and that's a lot, of, a lot of fun as well. So, um sure, it reminded me of that book. It's fine. but it's good. But yeah, all right. That is, a, awesome. I, a surprising number two. Yeah,
1: Richard really took us back with that one. Yeah, that's an, that's an oldie but a goodie. That yeah, exactly. Good.
0: Yeah, I mean, not that it's, it's not a bad. You know, it's not a. Good oh book, no, 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 no! I'm not I saying that at all. We kind of forgot that we did that book <laughs> a while ago. All right. Well. Number one. It's time for our number ones. Okay. So, Carrie, you go first.
1: Top number one of my top five indie comic female characters from this season. Erica Slaughter from Ooh. Something Is Killing the Children. Oh,
2: oh yeah, she's awesome.
1: <laughs> she's fucking badass. I have a crush on her and I want to be her at the same time. She's she really fucking cool. She's such a badass. Oh my god. She takes care of shit and she treats children like they're actual human beings. And she believes kids. Yeah. So uh,
0: she's yeah. my favorite. It absolutely amazing character. No, um, yeah, I I love Erica Slaughter. Is like, from like the first issue of reading that book, like, and then continuing on. It's like one of the best characters. Oh yeah, she's awesome. Comics. Period. And also really cool look. I mean, like with the uh like the white tank top and the um and the the black mask.
2: A giant right. eye, the yeah. Yeah, and the giant
0: <laughs> eyes and and usually a machete or two. So I guess I'm up to my number one here. Yep. Yes. Okay, my number one is It's Lonely at the Center of the Earth by Zoe Thorgood from oh. image Comics. Also, I have all image comics at the at the end here. Um yeah, I talked about it a few weeks ago. Um I just had read it, and yeah, it's it's not only is it a great memoir book, but it really deals once again with some amazing well it amazingly deals with some terrible things and like dealing with like fame and yourself and like your depression and like and like how how you move on and go on to other things Hmm. it also does something i always talk about ad nauseum things i love in comics where it just fucks with the comics medium you know, just like, and like, there's some really special stuff in these, in these books, in this book, rather, on these pages, is what I meant to say. And, um, yeah, like, um, for a software effort, like, absolutely hit it out of the park. I mean, like, impending Blindness of Billy Scott was a really great book, but this book just like really just exemplifies like what, sh- what we are getting out of someone like Zoe Thurgood. As a writer and artist. So awesome. Loved it. Definitely. And number one for Richard is. Oh,
2: number one for me is The Book of Human Insects. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that book's fucking weird.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, like of all the books that we've read on since i've been on the show we've read like i've read better books i've read worse books but no book that like i'll just be sitting you know in my day and it'll just pop in my head i'll be like yo what the fuck was all that <laughs> i don't know it just it just stuck with me it was really weird yeah. it was really cool it's a um it's a sabutetsu like the godfather of manga and anime so it's nice to read something, you know, just to have another one of his books under my belt. But yeah, it's just like this really weird esoteric book. The resolution at the end isn't really much of a resolution. It's just kind of like, and she got away with it. And you're yep. just kind of like, okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> she no ruined a bunch of people's lives.
2: Right? <laughs>
0: <Yep>. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, that was absolutely wonderful. That was a banger of a book. That's yeah, just,
2: to these days. Just, yeah. I don't know. If all the books that we've read... It's mm-hmm. just it's stuck with
0: me the most, maybe. Yeah, a book that like where you just randomly find yourself thinking about it, or it, like movie or TV show or whatever, you know, like that's yeah. a good sign of its quality, right there. You know, and and that's actually kind of like how I felt about like it's only a center of the earth. I that will randomly just pop in my brain. I'm like, oh yeah, this was really good. So yeah, book of human insects definitely lingered with me as well. <laughs> that was a very interesting read, and. A lot of fun. And I I got to read more Tezuka, definitely. So one of these days, I will. Very nice. Definitely. And not just Astro Boy.
1: Astro Boy. Uh,
0: mm-hmm. All right, Well, right. I've read plenty of Astro Boy. Yeah. <laughs> top fives were quite excellent, if I do say so myself. Thank you <laughs> very much for listening. Thank you very much, Carrie and Richard, for coming up with some awesome top fives. Thank you. And, uh, oh, thank maybe, you brian maybe, yeah it was fun maybe we'll do that again in like the near future not wait another 100 episodes to do something like that because that was i like i like the little list episode that was that's fun
1: yeah for sure
0: but we're now going to go into our main subject if you're all ready for that i'm all ready yeah <laughs> it's uh, our uh, main subject this week is the Department of Truth by James Tynan IV, Martin Simmons, Adida Bidikar, and Dylan Todd, uh, and it is an, an image book, I believe. I didn't write it down. That's image, right? It is. Yes. Okay. All right. And this was Richard's choice, so I will go ahead and let Richard uh, give us a quick uh, synopsis of this book, and we'll talk about it afterwards.
2: Um, I can't really give you a synopsis of this book because the whole book's just one giant spoiler. It's just it spoiler is. after spoiler <laughs> after spoiler.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This is so uh this, I think we might have to instantly go into spoiler territory if you like yeah. Yeah, so
2: work? uh Department of Truth. It opens with uh Oswald being arrested for the uh, Kennedy assassination. And then he uh basically like gives like a cipher code and then we're shot back to the uh you know current present day and we meet our main character. Uh, Cole, and Cole gets picked up by, you know, some spooks, and they're asking him a bunch of questions, and it's all about how, like, conspiracy theories, like, he, he basically is, like, an investigator where he investigates conspiracy theories, and he got... He went to a flat Earth conference because fuck. Why is there such a thing? Um, (laughs) But yeah, and there he kind of gets recruited to like be like, "Are you a true believer? We're going to show you the real truth." And these people took him somewhere, and there's a woman with a red dress with no eyes, and (laughs) they're flat Earthers, and they take him to the edge of the Earth,
1: (laughs) a big old wall.
2: It's just a big old wall, yeah. Mm -hmm. And basically, he is told that like, yeah, like the earth is flat. Now he's like, I just saw that, so I don't know what to believe anymore. And then he's immediately uh, either rescued or kidnapped, to, you know, depending upon your perspective by this agency. And what we find out is that uh, truth is malleable. And if you get a lot of people believing it to bullshit, that bullshit will become real. Not only will it become real, but like if enough people really believe it, it'll become real retroactively and change like the history of things. Mm -hmm. and the department of truth is a department that basically kind of fights to set things straight and to keep truth you know alive it's batshit crazy (laughs) it is batshit crazy and
0: so you want? can we uh should we start talking about it then right now yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. please jump in jump in seriously okay yeah this book um is as you say batshit crazy the artwork is perfect for it because it's like scratchy and it's like very ambiguous. It's, it's, it's unsettling. It's unsettling, unsettling and
2: ambiguous. Yeah, man. And, and sometimes the, I'm like, what is going on? And I'm like, oh yeah, no, no, no. It's purposely and, unsettling me, so I I can't even see what's going on when I'm looking at the panel.
0: It seems like every issue of this of of like these five these five issues has a main subject Mm -hmm. basically of of a conspiracy Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. um and like like the first issue obviously is like flat earth um second one satanic panic Mm -hmm. and then like you then you get um the um the one that was hardest for me which was the school shooting crisis actors and shit like yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah the the crisis actors was definitely that one was definitely the hardest for me to read through because like um it's a very, very tragic subject. And the story basically is that this this lady whose son died in a school shooting is being accused of like them being actors, and she starts believing it. And like, oh my god, it's like heartbreaking just like to have her it go is. through this this shit and like and then like they you We'll, we'll get into the ambiguousness of the part of the truth in just a few minutes here, but yeah, just, that was hard.
1: So, so I have a confession to make. Um, the artwork bothered me so much that I started getting nauseous reading it. Oh wow. Cause I have a real visceral reaction to things that bother me. And so I felt like I was going to puke and I had to stop reading right when I hit the school shooter, uh, Episode. My dog's trying to make out with me. Sorry. So um, <laughs> mm-hmm. I I didn't finish reading because I didn't know how I was going to feel, and I'll be honest. I'm kind of glad that I didn't read it because I. Oh, don't, it's dark. Yeah, I yeah. don't do well with. school. I think especially, and maybe Richard, you could. Uh, I know Brian and I have talked about this privately. So like maybe you can like attest to this too. But like our generation. Of growing up, because we remember pre Columbine and then how our world was different post Columbine. Right. School shootings are very nerve wracking for me. I don't know why, they just are. So I have a very hard time dealing with that subject matter. And uh, I, yeah, I pieced out as soon as we hit that one. I was like, yeah, I feel like I'm going to fucking puke anyways. This is not necessary for me to keep reading it.
2: Mm-hmm. But um, no, totally understandable.
1: The, the artwork is so fucked up. Um, yeah. like so, there's the duty, duty. Uh, the little pages between issues, mm-hmm. and on, I think it's the like it, it, this would be chapter two because this dealt with um SRA or Satanic Ritual Abuse. It's just like photocopies of Ronald Reagan with X's over his fucking eyes. Yeah,
0: that was the cover. Of oh, issue that was two. the
1: fucking cover, mm-hmm. bro. Like that. I sound like my kids. Like, that <laughs> fucked me up so bad. I was like, what the hell is this? It's so... I felt gross. I felt grungy. And not in, like, a fun Nirvana way. I felt really <laughs> nasty. And I was just... But like, I think
2: what? it's trying to do that. That's, like, what it's trying yeah. to do. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, uh, tinyonion.org or whatever is fucking Tines website Mission is. accomplished. <laughs> mission fucking accomplished. Because yeah. I felt icky.
0: This is... I... I love horror books and I love and that stuff usually doesn't affect me at all. Um, this book is not really a horror book. No, it's not. But it's it definitely it fucked with me. I and, think No, and- I,
2: I when I was reading it, I was just like, Oh, I wish I was high and I wish I like would have read this at night with the lights off. Because it like it's not horror, obviously, no, it's but not. like. I, I, it has a tension to it that just yes. keeps you uncomfortable and unsettled yeah. all the time you read it. I was just like, this, you know, like this would have been like reading a scary story
1: almost.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely, it, it does. And and it's and I think the big part of it too is that because of the times that we live in now, this right? Is, <laughs> this hits so fucking hard because it's like there's these, you know, like people out there who do believe that the Earth is flat and there that the. Uh, That the um the moon landing was faked, and then and those are kind of innocuous beliefs like that really don't affect people. But then there's people who believe that like the Democratic Party is like you know grooming and like eating babies and eating babies and like and that's yeah that that just oh my god I just really pisses me off. (laughs) Uh, That's
2: really infuriating. But but, But, in the book, it's it's handled. Oh, yeah. like like i don't know like i'm reading the book i was just like i don't feel comfortable reading this right now because this seems too real it's kind of like what we read uh with the not all robots and i was yeah. just like nah this is a little, yeah. like, this is a little bit too yeah. close to home And i don't know yeah. if i appreciate that yeah yeah
0: and the third uh the uh in the third book there's the mention of like george soros being like behind oh my god that's yeah.
1: like fucking talking to
0: family I was, I was gonna say that there's i have family members who have told me that in the past that george soros is behind all these weird conspiracies and so i'm like oh fuck <laughs> james tynan get your cameras out of my house <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i have to ask what are books four and five on
0: um four is about the uh, um, of like the presidency it, like basically yeah that-
2: it's the birth bur- But it's the birther conspiracy, but then it spills out that like, oh, no, it goes all the way back to the Kennedy assassination. And that since the Kennedys wouldn't do what these people wanted them to do, they had them killed. And basically, they've been selecting every president since uh, the Kennedys.
1: Yeah. Okay, that is straight up like what my dad said (laughs) the other day. I like the conspiracy theory he believes in. Yeah. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so and and then uh oh, um, yeah like that basically uh um, wild that yeah Dulles, james Dulles the um the secret service right i think um he yeah oh cia Thank you. yes he was uh he basically um had handpicked like bill clinton and bush and everybody basically to be the next presidents and uh including um basically having obama um who was born in Kenya in this, this conspiracy uh, have his birth certificate switched to Hawaii. Yeah. So the whole birth thing, like Richard was saying, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. you know,
0: so like, yeah, it's um, and, and it also kind of has to do with like the conspiracy of like the fifth estate, like, well, that the media basically the, the, you know, is, is controlling things as well at, at the same time. And, you know, so, and then the fifth book, is oh gosh what was the fifth book um well it originally starts with one of my favorite conspiracies. that's funny that i couldn't remember this at first because this is like one of my favorite it's totally i don't believe this it's it's totally it's just like
1: a fun it's thing. just
0: funny um the denver airport conspiracy
2: mm, right, right, right,
0: right about lucifer the blue horse with the red eyes Yeah, yeah,
1: and yeah. that the
0: lizard people live underneath in bunkers that's and brilliant. that it's a swastika that is uh they're 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 uh fields make a swastika and that that's where the nazis live and yeah yeah uh
1: <laughs> i'm already annoyed
0: sorry yeah so so it deals with like loser people it deals with nazis it deals with um which nazis are definitely not a conspiracy theory oh. and uh <laughs> and then, then uh, it also deals with um with like um you know once again like a hidden agenda essentially and the denver airport it's amazing it's so weird and I love the fact that the Denver airport now owns it and they have advertisements about like lizard people like telling you where to go yeah. inside like the airport. Like, yeah, don't go down this way. That's where the lizard people are. Go yeah, this, this way. Fucking fun and stupid. Yeah, it is.
1: I think that's kind of the interesting thing about like conspiracy theories is that I think for a lot of us who consider ourselves like sort of smart, conspiracy theories are something stupid and funny. To kind of talk about when you're high or you're a drug, like, oh, if you believe, like, right. what do you believe? But then, like, there are, like, you have to remember that there are people who are actually, like, 110% dedicated to the ideology of a conspiracy theory, and they yeah. absolutely believe it. Anniversary of 9 11, I go down a horrific rabbit hole of looking up 9 11 images. Don't ask me why. I'm a fucked up human being. But, like, I also, like we'll look up specific images of jumpers because the idea of um, uh, of the whole of like the sub conspiracy theory of like did people jump that day? Are they consider- are they considered jumpers? And that like, gets this whole thing. But then you find like the nine eleven truthers, and you can just go down a rabbit hole. And you're like, oh, there's people that believe a lot of crazy shit online and the scary thing is to me personally is that with conspiracy theories you can disseminate the information so much more easily than you could 20 years ago yeah you know and so it's we can think of like these cultural zeitgeist like type of um you know events throughout like modern history and you're like okay the jfk assassination kind of created the idea of
0: conspiracy that theory. was the er, yeah that I, was like
1: the original that
0: one that was, was, was the first time that people had proof that yeah, the government was lying to them
1: absolutely and so and then it's like uh, so it says all these different things and you're like oh so funny to a point and then to me it gets very serious very quickly yes I don't know if that's, like, the right way to say it, but it, it does.
0: It makes sense because, like, it's, it, it's it's like, funny and silly, but then you're like, oh, shit, there's people that actually think this is real. And then that's where it gets serious.
1: Yeah. Because, like, I mean, if you think about, like, um, like psychic energies and, like, how we're all kind of, like, if we give yeah. enough credence, like, if enough people believed in Mothman, like, yeah. if enough people believe in cryptids, maybe bigfoot really does exist or whatever yeah that's, but then it's like it's the you apply that exact same theory to conspiracy theories and you're just like oh shit like yeah. what if it really does fuck with shit and then it's kind of scary
0: like these silly people are actually have the ability to affect our world yeah and what have mm. they ever, and what have they already affected that we didn't know about you know like because things have continuity has changed because of, of stuff like this yeah um really really quick just to jump back with the artwork um what i really like about it is that it it is really scratchy it's really like it's really rough but there's points where especially when the portrayal of the um the no-eyed lady in red who is like one of the biggest i think it's gonna probably be one of the biggest players in this book because um Mm -hmm. definitely is 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 the root of a lot of these conspiracies she is drawn smoothly mm-hmm. like she's like the one thing that looks real in this book mm-hmm. like yeah yeah like there's there's so much clarity to this person who you are led to believe and you know are are being led to believe that she's like the 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 source of like all the falsehoods so that in the black hat guy and uh and so it, that, that's really interesting kind of like that uh you know like a juxtaposition almost of like using a smooth and clear clearness for the most convoluted character yeah in the story um she's scary yeah definitely mm-hmm. and uh, there's a one scene um where they they show the Kennedy assassination and she's in the place of um of jackie um yeah <laughs> that that's a very very uh like like scary looking
1: yeah i I just yeah this the the the, the artists did it their job (laughs) i'm glad that they traumatized me
0: this is a good this is definitely (laughs) a good book um at least you know i i I feel like it's a good book oh it's excellent um yeah but it's good it's yeah and it's purposely a hard read and it it is definitely a hard read and one thing that is nuanced and the last issue that I think is really interesting is that is the Department of Truth actually the good guys in this oh, book?
1: Bitch.
0: Because like because Cole meets the black hat guy, like because it turns out that they've been following him. They've been trying to. They're gonna. They were gonna recruit him because of the whole Satanic Panic thing that he was involved in um, as a kid, and that's why he was allowed to go on that. That plane in the first issue because they were planning on recruiting him before the department of truth recruited him mm-hmm. and so he visited him and basically was like you're on the wrong side because like why is it up to these people to decide that majority rules you know when it comes to like reality essentially and yeah, he was also- like
2: basically isn't uh everyone's bullshit truth like shouldn't it you know like yeah. should it be a democracy for for truth, so that like yeah, for a bunch of people, believe in bullshit. That's the truth now.
0: Yeah, and then also Cole is forced to kill some uh, two two reporters in the issue before, and so he's basically like, "His husband like, knows." Yeah, <gasps> yeah, that the two people that, that his husband knows because because his because his husband works for the uh for the newspaper that these two people work for. Yeah, and so um, and he's like, "How many people have we made you kill?" You know, like and at the time, like you don't realize like like he doesn't know cole doesn't know at the time that literally this guy just came back from the bunker in denver and had killed everybody in the bunker before he left so he he literally lies to his face and says like oh we haven't killed anybody but yet you were forced to kill two people how do you feel about that so so even though obviously he's you know lying because he Mm -hmm. literally killed or at least we're led to believe that he's killed everyone in that bunker maybe he didn't He and now this book so, is gonna
1: fuck with yeah. your own sense of reality exactly
0: and then that, that's i think that's what makes the book so great is that like yeah it's like this is a conspiracy book of, of about conspiracies, you know. Like, it's it's a conspiracy upon a of conspiracy, you know. Like, mm-hmm. exhibit wrote this book, you know. Like, hey, dog, I heard you like conspiracies. That's so how I put a conspiracy in your conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's an old ass joke, it's an old Jesus joke, Christ. but it's one It's of a favorite.
2: rushing nesting doll of conspiracy. <laughs> yes, look, yes. I got in on it too. Yeah,
1: oh, good job, guys. No, that's an excellent <laughs> choice, Richard. Good job. Yeah. and
2: it, it, it tops off our uh james uh Sam, sandwich yes <laughs> it does
0: it does yeah both both excellent books and both very different books too that's that's what's cool yes. about yeah. it too is that
1: um the podcast that i listened to uh-huh, not ours uh last hey. podcast on the left um when department of truth was getting issued uh one of the hosts, Marcus, really liked the book. Oh yeah, he gave it a glowing review. So yeah, I can see why. That's totally. It seems like as humans, like it seems like their vibe. So, you know, whatever. It just it the Ronald Reagan pictures really yeah really jacks me.
0: And and then also, I mean, I know it's kind of like a cliche when it comes to this stuff like that, but they have like pictures of famous people, um, like in in the book. And then their their eyes are like blacked out, like redacted, like where you so you Mm -hmm, can't tell who they are in quotation marks, in like and like they have like one of like Bill Clinton and they have like one of Obama and stuff like that and like that stuff. Yeah, it's it's a little unnerving. I have a a, actually a quick question. What is your? This doesn't have to be the the JFK conspiracy that you believe. But what is like your favorite JFK conspiracy theory? Do you have one?
1: Am I crazy? I honestly. I don't believe in the magic bullet other than the blender, <laughs> um, but I do like the theory of multiple gunmen,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like the the double, like the two shooters on the hill. Yeah. Um, but I do think that that is fun because I, I do like the idea of like multiple people trying to kill JFK, mm-hmm. although I don't think that he should have been shot. I will.
0: But just the the idea of like there's multiple factions. Yeah, I, I do.
1: I do kind of love that. You know, yeah. I think it's kind of fun that you're like so hated that there's multiple people trying mm-hmm. to kill you on the same day.
0: Yeah. How about how about you, Richard? Do you have one by any chance?
2: I like. Um. I think that I believe the was it that when the governor gets wings and there's that panic that it's a uh, a secret serviceman's gun that discharges and kills Jaffe
0: yeah
1: so my I that is my, my belief too. suggestion dearest richard and any listener who's interested please check out i believe it's episodes um like 400 through 405 of last podcast on the left they do jfk and lee harvey oswald and mr richard you are very close to what they come up with and so i think that it's um it's definitely if if you have time and you're bored and you need something new to listen to in the new year it's it's definitely a very well researched and well written um like historical uh you know podcast on mm-hmm. on j f k
2: no yeah, and it also explains their their need to Cover it up so desperately,
1: yes. Like absolutely. they're in
2: panic mode. Yeah, you know, friendly fire killed the president, and you just have to like concoct something. Mm-hmm.
0: And also, if that is the reason why all of this stuff has has kind of come out of it, and like you know, and then like we were just saying, like you know, like this is the first time that people realize that the government could lie to them, and like something as innocuous as like an accidental discharge of a gun you know has caused all of these ripples is kind of amazing as well and so like that i and that is kind of like my favorite as well i also love the um just the whole idea of what state um what state was uh jfk killed in? he was killed in texas Texas. right yeah dallas who was Mm -hmm. the governor of texas before he became vice president lbj yes and, oh yeah and also he was already in flight he was already ready oh that know. motherfucker yeah. wanted
1: that presidency yeah as soon as possible
0: there are there's there some very questionable actions on lbj's part during that entire thing where it's, it kind of questions whether or not he knew you know thing what what was going to happen so so yeah i um i find that very interesting i
1: least. think one of the most like tragic historical photos of that time is when lbj is getting sworn in during the flight on air force one Mm -hmm. and jackie's standing next to him and she's literally wearing the dress with all the blood spatter and like brain splatter on it and she has to wear a coat to cover it up as she is visibly in shock like she should have been in a fucking hospital Mm -hmm. like she should not have been on a plane it's just really uh it's really interesting i i i do love the jfk i said i love the zapruder film I love the fact that it made Freddie Prince Senior commit suicide. All of that shit is so fucking bonkers. It's just I can see why people get so invested in conspiracy theories and how they become obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, you know the um, I definitely uh, comic book wise, uh, the second story arc for um, for uh, what's it called? Uh, The umbrella, um, the umbrella. uh, Academy. Thank you. the yeah the the second volume of umbrella academy um kind of deals with like the kennedy assassination and then also um there's the matter of oswald's body um, uh, which was a book that uh i Carrie i had you read like the first oh issue yeah that, that was and cool that that that's another co- cool book to read if you're into like all this conspiracy stuff so yeah but if you are into this conspiracy stuff, even if you're not, I would say definitely check out uh, Department of Truth because it does hit hard because of our modern times. But it's a good read, I and I, I'm actually really excited to to continue on because I want to see mm-hmm. where all this special craziness goes. Definitely. All right. Very cool. Any final thoughts? For
1: thanks for the fun episode, boys. I enjoyed it. Yeah.
0: yeah. Happy, happy one hundred. Thank you, Carrie. Happy 100. Yeah, yeah. comics deserve better. We're triple digits. We're triple fucking digits. That's crazy. I mean, we just have to do 900 more episodes. We'll be we quadruple digits. Nothing. <laughs> We're gonna do those 900 oh, episodes <laughs> this year. No, no. <laughs> no. All right. Absolutely not. Well, okay. So just some some real talk.
1: <laughs> real real talk with Brian.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, we are gonna take at least our normal 3 week um little vacation that we do uh between after every 10 episodes uh before we, we come back with episode 101 um but it might be more um depending on how th- things are going um we've had some kind of like personal- Can I
1: just say it cuz
0: Do you, you want to say I it? I don't
1: there's like 10 people that listen to this
0: so <laughs> <laughs> a little 40, 10, but, but, Okay
1: yeah. so um my mother passed away on January 7th, uh, from a very quick illness, like literally a couple of weeks. So uh if you hear me make weird jokes, that is why um I'm kind of going through it. I I, I need to probably up all my medications. And um, we now are taking care of my father. So if I uh make weird comments, that is why, and also um I may, I may personally be taking a couple of weeks off here and there just because it's kind of difficult um, with working and trying to finagle my dad. So that's, yeah. it. I mean, I, I really, I'm kind of an open book on with shit like this. I don't really care.
0: Yeah. So yeah, it's it's been kind of kind of hard um, the last few days. So um, yeah, we're 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 definitely the three weeks. Definitely couldn't have come at a better yeah, time. Yeah, that is actually going to be nice. And um, and then we're uh, and then we're going to see uh, where we're at in those three weeks. But and
1: I'm hoping I don't know what episodes it would be, but I am hoping that we will have uh, a live from WonderCon edition. Yes, at some point in, in March. In March,
0: yes, that we we may all be in if the same place. If we can Richard to come out. Yes. At the same time. Yeah, definitely. Yeah.
2: So, I'm gonna keep my fingers crossed if I can get those
1: days.
0: I know. Yeah. I already have it'll the be Airbnb. Very cool. And like uh yeah, I will uh it'll be a lot of fun doing WonderCon. It'll be the first time that we've done a WonderCon. convention since we started the podcast. Yeah. So yeah, it'll now we're part of the industry. Oh my god. No, we're not. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> all right. Well, with, with me being crazy, uh thank you everyone once again so much you guys are awesome thank Uh, you yeah if you're all listening to us up to this point um you're my favorite people in the world and i will buy you a beer love
1: you mean it
0: yep (laughs) 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 all right so i'm i'm definitely not padding right now trying to find my notes i can't Figure out what you think
1: I, after 100 fucking episodes he would remember what he says. I
0: forget my middle name. Edge. Oh my god, can I tell you something oh, really funny? Yes, we have to talk oh, about oh 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 just really quick, really quick. So so yes, um, I think one of the best things sometimes you have to laugh at tragedy, like especially when funny things happen, because you're just gonna start crying if you don't, mm-hmm. just like kind of what Carrie was saying earlier. Um, so we went to go visit Carrie's mom in the it hospital. It was
1: essentially to go say goodbye.
0: Yeah um we we had to give the names our names to the uh the per the person at the front and i you know i told her my name was brian stafford and i, I put my little visitor badge on and didn't really realize it until we got to the car after we visited and carrie looks at my badge and she sees it says braun stuffer <laughs> B R A A N F T U F F E R.
1: Bron Stuffer. Oh, so, so that is my new receptionist.
0: Is my new persona. And I'm like, oh no no no. Mr. Stuffer is my father. <laughs> Just call me Bron. Yeah, it was pretty funny. <laughs> so so yeah. That, I I was definitely tr- tossing those visitor badges as soon as I could get rid of them, but this one I kept because yeah. Bron <laughs> Stuffer will live on forever. So <laughs> All right. Well, with that i did find my notes so yay and uh so we have reached the end of the show and um thank you to everyone for listening to our show as always and then we're on instagram twitter and good pods at CDB pod uh book clubbers friday we will tell you what the next episode is uh maybe not the next few weeks but we will tell you once we come back you'll you'll know and uh, we will <laughs> tell you what book we're gonna read um that's going to be on instagram and comics are better at gmail.com drop us a line talk to us tell us what you think about the books with about the show you know just you know, talk to us let us know what's going on in your life because we are interested definitely and um our website sucks i'm not gonna talk about it and uh richard <laughs> where can we find you <laughs>
2: um uh, i'm at top cat 360 everywhere on social media just doing right. stuff
0: Excellent, and um Carrie we're oh
2: uh, I'll be talking oh. about football playoffs football's yes. unethical we probably shouldn't watch it Miami <laughs> made
0: it to the playoffs which yes is awesome.
2: but but it's all it's all bad
0: it lived into <laughs> it but yeah so we'll see how it goes um and uh as always Carrie can also be reached at the is uh, or better Gmail uh email address. I said that like I was 60. Okay. um, And then I'm at Bryjan underscore CV on Instagram. So for Richard and Carrie, I'm Brian. And this has been the Comics Deserve Better podcast. And remember, comics deserve better. And everyone deserves comics. Bye. Bye. See you soon.